Hey everyone, it's J Mark Accento here, broadcasting to you from my office space. Yep, that's right, it is time for another live show episode. I'm sorry, I know I've been out of schedule for two uploads straight, and I'm really sorry for that, but we should be back to the bi-weekly uploading schedule. So after today, the next episode officially will be up in two weeks. Also know there will be a mid-roll ad for this live show, because I have a lot of updates regarding Tatifu and things that are happening that I really want you all to be aware of. So keep an eye out for that as well. from our usual shtick. Uh, usually what we do when we perform a live show is we will take our, our little cast of characters and throw them into a scenario where I am doing some kind of homage to uh, some of our favorite kinds of media, and I've translated the rules of that into Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, but this time, what we're doing is we are not going to be using our usual favorite characters of Twilight, Torrin, and Vert. Instead, today, we are going to be running new characters on an evil campaign. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll be running entirely evil things today. You guys will be engrossed in an evil world. You will be evil characters. You may even have an evil set of actions. I'm being very vague on purpose because I don't know what I want to spoil yet. But if everybody's ready to get started, I know I am. Chat, let us know if you're ready. Guys, you guys ready to get started? Anything else you want to say before we uh, jump in, J-Mark? Anything I forgot? Every villain is lemons. Oh, Otherwise known as evil! Every villain is yeah. lemons. I feel like we have to have at least one Spongebob reference, right? Alright, everyone sounds like they're ready to go. Yes. Let's do it. Alright, everyone, prepare. In a pentagram of blood, surrounded by candles and organic materials that cannot be named in order to prevent members of this audience from attempting to uh, attempt such a dangerous working, in the middle of all of this, a young man sits cross-legged, his body resonates with a purple aura of sickly energy that has reached through the plains and grabbed hold of the evilest minds it could find. In response to his summonings, three portals open in the middle of this pentagram, and from them emerge... Uh, what looks like a, uh, you know what, we'll, we'll let you guys introduce your characters. J-Mark, you're left on my chat, so you go first. What emerges from your portal? Uh, what emerges from my portal, first you see this really, like, just a paw come through, and then another one. And you think that it's going to be some four-legged creature, you come to realize that that's actually the hind paws of what appears to be a walking Maine Coon. Uh, this Maine Coon is extremely fluffy, tortoiseshell colored, so like a brown and a yellow and a white, uh, and they have this adorable bow on their head, and they're just purring making cat noises you're like and uh do you want me to introduce myself or just that's that's what comes through please do please do yeah so what has come through here <clears throat> i do declare i did not expect to end up in a place like this boy who do you happen to be and before he can answer your question the second portal lets out its occupant i'm not sure what portals are it's a door uh manny please uh, what steps through your portal? 
first comes through the tip of a cane on top just a unholy looking goat skull and you just hear the clop and then a drag of a leg and then a heavy thud of another leg clop goes the cane and comes through cloak just billowing on this ghastly skeletal machine eyes burning red with hate its head you can see cracked down the face and its head just moves slowly scanning the room and then it stops on the boy and its eyes burn with a hatred the flesh the flesh must be destroyed and what is your name sir evil skeleton robot in another life it had another name but reborn to bring death upon these fleshlings titan mortalis titan mortalis and then through the third portal uh, kevin what comes through your doorway from another dimension press through sort of reach around a little bit then a leg then the rest of the body a green skinned looking creature um almost like a man but is that leaves for the hair weird it's wearing a vest doesn't seem to have any pants on classic <laughs> oh he naked real poo bear stuff <laughs> oh no now we can't stream in china uh yeah <laughs> um the vest you notice though it's a patchwork vest um is that skin that looks like skin uh also has a small pouch on what looks like a belt you're not sure what that's made of mm. oh it's an it's an actual physical pouch in my head i was like it's a it's a kangaroo <laughs> 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 Eight from down under. Australia. Uh, it, it looks around, um, has sort of white creamy eyes, but you can't see any pupils. Um, scans the room, looks at the other two new occupants, and then at the individual sitting in the summoning circle. And, and what is your name, Master Plant Creature? I'll give you the name I stole off the first one I killed, Seth. You can call me <laughs> Seth. That's unfortunate. <laughs> you could have killed someone with any name, and it was just Seth. <laughs> no, no, it could be worse. He could have stolen a mic. Seth looks down, and uh, my character, who I've not yet said the name of, is playing with the pouch, like upside down. <laughs> Gross. And he says, uh, the, the young boy in the middle of the pentagram, not, not young, he's like... Um, like an early college age, like a like a 19, 20 year old. And he says, And I am Machiavelli, Master Space Wizard. I named myself after that famous guy. And I have brought you all here and bound you to my magical will with my extraordinary talents in order to accomplish a most sacred rite. Even for Machiavelli, there are things outside of my power. Facets of the many dimensions of space-time can lie so far outside of any logical understanding as to require the aid of those, and only those, James who Stardust are is, licking, is their licking their butthole. 
who also writhe on the outskirts of tumultuous reality. My minions, are you prepared to face the impossible? I'm not getting you a date. Uh, oh, no. Do you, do you have any uh, catnip, perhaps? I'd really like to have some. I need it fixed like yesterday. I, I have to say this. Kevin, what made you say that? <laughs> I really gotta know. We have to grind this to a halt for real, real quick, because Kevin... <laughs> Kevin, what made you say exactly that, that sentence? <laughs> Pump the brakes on the show. Pump the brakes. <laughs> Seth's been around, okay? Oh my god. Because you, you see this. Seth says this, and Machiavelli's... Kevin, I can, I can translate. The real question is... What about my DM voice said virgin? <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Because the very next thing Machiavelli says is, Whew, okay, well, you see guys, there's this girl I like at work, and I really want to ask her out, but like, like, what if she says no, right? Like, that'd be embarrassing. So, uh, I need you guys to uh, run down to my job. Uh, she's there right now. I-, I need you guys to ask her out in, like, a big way so she says yes. A- and if you don't do it, I'll never send you back to your home planes. Um, Dame, uh, my-, my character steps over the, the pentagram and extends a, a furry paw uh, to be kissed and goes, Much obliged. My name is Dame Stardust Montefort. It's very nice to meet you. I am also a believer in love and romance, and I have to ask you, uh, young Machiavelli, have you considered perhaps putting a cup on a shelf that's full of water and then knocking it off in front of her? I find that that usually helps to get you extra attention. <laughs> she, uh, I think Machiavelli's going to kiss your hand and, and your paw. Uh, Dame Stardust, wonderful to have you in my service. Uh, mm, I'm, mm, service is not quite, I serve no man or God. Mm. So the only one that rules me is me. Unless you got some catnip. Seriously, do you have any? I could really use a hit. Ah, the powers of Machiavelli stretch long beyond catnip. By summoning here, by summoning you here to my plane, I have bound you to my magical will. You will! Fulfill what I have requested of you. Stop. No. Wait, no. No, stop. This is this is my carpet. Oh. Oh, no. Titan turns from this and slowly clumps over to a window to look out. Yes, and as you do that, Machiavelli also gets up to uh, flick the light switch in his dorm room. Uh, and what you see is you are inside the, uh, the dorm room of a sophomore uh, named... Go ahead, the worst Jack, kind. throw me a name. Okay. Big Bob. You're in the, the dorm room of a sophomore named Big Bob at Transient University in Los Angeles, Japan, on the planet known as Earth. Uh, inside this dorm room, spell books and magic items from other worlds are thrown about at random among piles of dirty clothes and empty energy drink cans. Outside the window, uh, Titan can see uh, the world outside is a swirling mass of technology, uh, black stone roads uh, with, uh, with wagons with no horses drive at intensely high speeds. 
Everything in the outside world seems to be made of stone and glass and metal. And directly across the street from where you now look out the window of the dormitory is a, a grocery store. His eyes burn even more with a hatred. The flesh has been allowed to infest this world. I must work. Yes, and, and Machiavelli says, yeah, but also <laughs> you're going to get me that date, right? Her flesh will rot, but her soul will scream. Yeah, but like after, right? The head slightly jarringly damaged turns to look <laughs> at a horizontal pet axis at you. Oh, okay. I'm going to take that as a yes or like a half no. Uh, so go, go, my minions out to the grocery store. Go talk to the woman of my dreams and just, you know, like see like what she's into and if she wants to go on a date with me. What time of day is it? It is noon. Okay. Um, Dame Stardust Montefort is going to jump up onto uh, Titan Mortalis's large shoulders and take a nap. <laughs> okay, you napping. Your flesh is less insulting than the despicable human mortal race. Well, I do thank you for that. Your shoulder's more comfy than a hayride in a bullfrog. And then Titan gets very, like, an inch away from Big Bob's face, staring into his eyes and says, Remember, mortal, you only hold the leash now. A momentary lapse is all I need to bring sweet death. Um, make an intimidation uh, check right now. Is Mommy's oh, yeah. name, real name Big Bob? Well, I, I feel like Big Bob. Big is probably the nickname there, but uh, definitely Bob. Maybe a Robert. Okay. Maybe a maybe a Bobbert. Mm, a Bobbert, yes. He's he's large Bobbert. Large Bobbert. So a minus one on a fifteen is fourteen. That's gonna be just fine. Um, this this young man you just said that to is like actively terrified. Like his eyes are now huge. He kind of like shrunk down a few inches. Definitely. Uh, is his he, name Large Bobbert, ironically? Because, like, he's really scrawny. It's like a prison name. What do we do on this that is not ironic? That's and then fair. Titan stands up straight and moves from what I assume, having traveled to be his original damaged form, into the medium setting for his armor. Just panels shifting, covering up the hole in his chest. The leg just going from a completely twisted angle to cracking immediately in front. Pan Ooh. armor panels coming out from the front until it's basically like a cast that he could put full weight on and then just throws up the cane grabs it stomps the point down on the ground mm -hmm. looks into your eyes again and says I see I have made my logistical point <laughs> and then goes to walk out arms slowly mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then turning to and uh, yeah behind you is a simple wooden door the most basic puzzle of all of D&D. &D. He raises up his arms and smashes through. <laughs> <laughs> Due to evil, we're going to say that auto succeeds. And then it his, just turns the head RA full 180 to, turn, to, be to have the face facing behind on his back, staring at the <laughs> sophomore and going, remember this when you later give more orders. <laughs> 
and then the head spins back again, 180, and he goes to leave again. And uh, he he wipes the pee from his pants long enough to say, oh wait, I forgot to tell you, uh, she's blonde and she works at the sample counter. You get what you get. And then oh. Seth walks out. <laughs> okay, and so you all find yourselves in the hallway of the dormitory. Uh, it leads to a, a metal double door with no visible handles, but there are two buttons uh, on a panel on the left wall. Can Titan roll insight? Because it's the first time I've had something like that. Uh, insight more reads into the emotions of a person, but you could investigate these buttons. Oh, hey, I do have something in investigation. Yes. It's just, uh, or wait, I do have perception. I'll go with that. <laughs> okay. Well, five plus five is ten. Yes, ten. On a ten with your perception, you notice that there are two triangles on these buttons. One triangle it has the, the point of the triangle facing upward, and one triangle has the point of the triangle facing downward. This is truly riveting. Yes. Riveting I've experience. I've created the ultimate yes. puzzle! No, yes! tell me, tell me more about this elevator puzzle. <laughs> Titan just puts out a hand and it slightly opens with mechanical parts coming out to see if he can interface with it. You can. <laughs> you succeed. Inside behind these double doors is a room that, ten that can levitate seemingly on its own power. Would you like to go upward or downward? Uh, Dame Stardust Montefort woke up by the sound, jumps into the elevator, and sees, like, a bunch of college students in there that are, like, they look pretty like they've been hitting it. Is it 420? It might be 420. Sure. Um, and fascinated by all of these buttons on the wall, presses all of them before leaving the elevator. Yes. After several minutes, the elevator finally reaches the ground floor, and you can exit the dormitory to find a busy city street, and across this street, with its myriad of horseless carriages traveling at high speed across, you can see the grocery store. How's, how's everyone responding to a giant robot man, a walking cat, and a giant plant man just walking through the city? Uh, make an insight check for the people around you. I have insight. I'm so proud of you. And wait, let me look. Uh, and 18. I have religion. <laughs> 18. Yes, with an 18, you notice that there are people in the street looking Nat at 20. you. Nat 20. Oh my god. As well as with Titan, you notice there are people on the street looking at you uh, with fear and confusion, and definitely more towards confusion. Like, there's people with kids who are like, like, come on, don't stare. But there's definitely a whole lot of people who's like, is there a convention here? <laughs> um dame stardust montefort automatically assumes that everybody is there for her okay uh and she goes yes thank you everyone you may bow should you choose to you may kiss my paw or you may shower me with gifts galore now we do seem to be seeking out uh some kind of i believe he called it a grocery store who are you saying this to are you just shouting this to the sidewalk i'm absolutely shouting it to just the people in the area <laughs> Would someone please guide your Dame Stardust Montefort to this grocery store, if you please? Uh, a man who has stopped to, uh, seemingly point at you with a plastic black rectangle. Uh, he's, he's, he's holding it like this, he's just, he's, it looks a lot like this, he's just holding it out and, and then he just, like, thumbs behind him and you see across the street is a, a big building that says, grocery store. Are there cars, uh, like currently going back and forth across the that particular roadway at high speeds yes uh is there uh any weeds right there at the edge 
You can see that uh, next to you, near the dormitory, is a uh, a planter with uh, some small bushes in it. Okay. Um, is it like just sitting there? Is it affixed or? Yeah, it's it's affixed. It's part. It seems to be uh, an art installation that is part of the sidewalk. I want to cast plant growth on it and get it to grow across the runway. <laughs> <laughs> across the across the dormitory is stuffing for students. And Kevin just casted plant growth, or Seth did. Yes, you cast plant growth, causing the bushes to turn into a thick bridge of uh, vines and branches that stretch out across the roadway, forming a nice bridge. And a bunch of cars are crashing into it, I'm guessing? I don't know. Did you go, Seth, did you go through or over? Through. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to see how the cars do. (sighs) (laughs) Okay, so that's a three. I was about to say, if they succeeded, are they like Fast and Furious cars? Um, you've caused a four-car pileup. Uh, a four-car pileup about family, has, has appeared. Yes, an honor and racing. <laughs> uh, a four-car pileup has uh, has appeared on the side of the road closest to are you. Are there any dead bodies in the cars? Let's roll survival for them for the pedestrians. Delightful. Uh, let's see. We've got. Let's roll. Let's roll some more. Let's see how many we can get here. Uh, <laughs> see, four cars. Say there's at least four drivers. Um, okay, you got two dead bodies, Manny. Just what I needed. And I walk up, as the body is still fresh, and place a metallic hand over the heart. And then I cast animate dead. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you were gonna Kali Ma it, not bring it to life. Uh, yes. So, um, the uh, you you have generated a zombie, I believe. You went. You... Can I describe how it happens? Please do. Also, please describe what human you've picked. I didn't yeah. think that far ahead. What, what uh, do they look prob- like? Like, what kind of town is this? Uh, this is a college town. Is it like is it like big city college town or is it like St. Mary's County college town? Um as I said we are in we are in Los Angeles, Japan. Big city college town. Yes. Yeah. So probably roided up athlete. Okay, you have killed a roided up athlete. Your zombie is and the eyes or my chest glows a sickly yellow and then the energy travels up. My eyes glow a sickly yellow for just a moment and then it travels down into the arm and into the heart, and then the body, the eyes just shoot open, and an unholy scream of pain comes out of it. Yes. This recently dead uh, person uh, is a, an athlete with an incredible muscular build, and, uh, and a real sweet, Hot. A sweet visor and a pink uh, polo shirt. Unfortunately, that is a Ooh, third he... level spell, so that ate up like... Almost all of my slots, most I'm guessing. Of, most of what you can do. And he yes. and he has he has boat shoes on. He has boat shoes on. Yes, and uh, turquoise and his dad khakis. and his dad could fire our dad. Yeah, definitely. like even from another world. Yeah. Wait, um, I wrecked the BMW first run out. You got a you rolled a, you rolled a seventeen on one of your car accident rolls. So, um, the uh, Elliot in the audience said, "OMG, and zombie Chad." <laughs> zombie Chad. Yes. Um. Uh. Manny, he's currently struggling to get out of his seat because of, not from the damage of the accident, you've found a corpse that is relatively intact, uh, but there seems to be some kind of restraining device keeping him in the seat. I slowly raise my arms up, put the cane in both hands, 
sling out the blade and then just cut the rope. Yes, and now Zombie Chad is free. Uh, zombie Chad, Zombie Chad gets out, and like even though he's a zombie, it's he's like one of those modern day zombies. So like, yeah, bro. So like, I was totally hitting some sixers and some niners, and uh, get it, six nine. Oh, I believe. Yeah, so uh, anyway, we're all Titan snaps his fingers, nights. which will cause a surge of pain in the undead. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, bro, bro, party foul. All right, oh, what, what do you need? And then I just point towards the grocery store. Hunt down the blonde target. He's like, oh. I, I think he'd just be like, yeah, chill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, chill, bro. Yeah, he, sounds good. He climbs up onto the uh, the bridge of vines and makes his way across the street to the uh, stuffing for students. Uh, in front of him are two glass doors with no visible handles. And as Zombie Chat approaches, the doors uh, seem to magically pry themselves open to either side. This makes Dame Stardust Montefort jump, and then all their hackles are all on end. They were not expecting this. <laughs> uh, and, then, zombie... and then they start grooming themselves. You see Zombie Chad enter the uh, the stuffing for students, and uh, you can no longer uh, you can see him traveling, uh, you know, uh, on the other side of the glass walls of the grocery store. But he moves behind a pyramid of oranges or possibly tangerines, uh, and you can no longer see him. Dame Stardust Montefort uh, stroll, strolls in uh, on on hind legs and just looks around and starts taking in the sights of this store um, and then gets a very strong whiff of what smells like fish yes. and goes, whoa, this sounds quite love. This smells quite delicious indeed and makes their way over to the uh, the fish aisle. And Unfortunately, it's tofu fish. Hops up, <laughs> hops up into the counter and sees the tofu fish and, and almost goes into a rage. Almost. Very well. Doesn't quite yet. Uh, Remember, college town. Uh, Dame Stardust Montefort, uh, please make a pers- uh, perception check. You have entered the stuffing for students, and what do you see? Despite, you know, apart from fish. I got a 12. Yes, with a 12. Hmm. You do see a sign that hangs above uh, what seem to be carts and carts of fruits and vegetables. This sign demands that you produce. Um, you also see some other aisles with uh, boxes of various things written in in, um, in a language that you don't understand. It seems to be some combination of English and Japanese that I haven't fully thought through for this. And then in the back, uh, along the walls, are rows and rows of fish in uh, tiny, uh, thin plastic containers. Uh, Dame Stardust, super excited, runs over um, and, like, picks up one of the fish with in both paws and, like, tries to open it with their mouth. Mm-hmm. And because it's, like, plastic, they're, like, having a really difficult time. Yeah. And they draw out their first battle axe, mm-hmm. whose name is Snuggles. Yes. And chops it open viciously until they can get to the fish. Absolutely. Uh, make an attack roll against the container of fish. While that's happening, Titan would like to roll investigation, slowly scanning the room, moving his head. Uh, yes, uh, investigation. I'm studying every face. I got a 16 to hit the the container of fish. You've hit the the fish, roll damage. And what's your your investigation? 16 plus 2, and that goes with plus intelligence, right? Uh, yes. I mean, like, I should have already written... 16 plus 3, so 19. Cool, there you go. Yes, on a 19... Uh, uh, there are definitely uh, people inside the stuffing for students. Uh, how much damage did you do to the fish, Dame? Thirteen. Thirteen damage. Uh, the fish is destroyed, and chunks of salmon fly everywhere. 
uh, in celebration, uh, Dame Stardust just starts diving in and eating all the fish. And um, Titan can see... She's just so happy. Uh, Titan's investigation sees that some people are now leaving the store in uh, in a big hurry. Uh, and a security officer is making uh, making his way over to Dame Stardust. But Titan, one thing you also see is that uh, in the back corner of the grocery store is a, a, a blonde teenage girl... Uh, with a like a like a like a nice bob cut, you know, like it's got like some frill to it on the end. Uh, maybe like maybe like shoulder length. Bob's probably too short, but like a little longer than that. Uh, she's working a. Uh, a Is she like a like a Leslie No haircut? Yeah, mayhaps. Yeah, well, yeah, she's she's yeah, it's very stylish. Uh, and she's, Is it pants or a dress? Uh, she's wearing pants. So uh, having spotted my target, I put out one cold metallic hand and I cast mending to mend the pant legs together. <laughs> yes, and it is time to uh to finally name your target, uh Titan. So uh audience, go ahead and throw us some names. And Kathy Ulu is Cthulhu. <laughs> yes, oh that's Oh that's so good. That's quality. Alright, her name is her name is Kathy Ulu Mo. Congratulations. Uh yes, Kathy is uh flanked on either side uh of her her sample cart where she is frying some some tiny things uh, in a frying pan on a hot plate. And to either side of her are two other uh, two other teenage girls who are, uh, one is a redhead in a green flannel shirt and one is in a yellow sundress with a big white hat. And you guys can go ahead and uh, give uh, these two girls names as well. And while that's happening, Titan will send a quick command to his... Undead Zad. Yes. Zombie Chad. His, his Zad. No, I followed. To aim his way and try to trap the target. To trap Ooh. how? Can you can you be more specific? Uh Angelo the Swordfish said Ruby and Sapphire, because together they make Garnet. And I oh, love that. Wow. So yeah, I'll do it for that Steven Universe vibe. Oh. Uh named Ruby and Sapphire. One is a redhead in a green flannel, and the other one is wearing a yellow sundress with a big white hat. Um, I should mention, uh, Kathy is wearing a, like a like the red sort of like grocery store vest uniform. Zombie Chad is now forming a sort of crab walk defensive barrier so that sh- uh, these girls cannot escape. A security officer is making her his way towards uh, Dame Stardust Montefort. Uh, but you still have a few seconds before the security guard uh, puts away his game of Bubble Bobble and starts making his way across the store. As you're deciding in the background, you just hear Dame Stardust going, This is so damn good! And like, and like, I, they seem to have befriended the, the fish man, as they call them. And like, fish man, what else you got for me? What's that, tuna? Oh, Lord, that's some good tuna. Uh, the fish man says, please don't hurt me. Titan walks up to Seth, looking at him. You of the chlorophyll flesh are less disgusting than the mortals. Were these other two the target as well? I don't know. Let's just grab them all. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. I was just going to simply erase this infestation. As you all, as you all are talking, zombie Chad walks up. It's like, yeah, so I got some protein. Um, I also got this really awesome copy of Baywatch. Uh, I heard this Pam Anderson lady's a real babe. Titan uh, snaps the finger to charge pain. Oh, God! Uh, 
go back oh. to trapping the target. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, you're right, bro. You gave me a mission. It's like it's like you're my coach. And like snap again. <laughs> oh god. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, zombie Chad uh, shuts up, and it kind of makes Kathy giggle a little bit. Um, oh. and the uh, uh, Ruby and Sapphire are looking at like at this exchange, going like, "Oh god, Kathy, you'd fall for anybody." Uh, so I have mended her pant legs together just in case she tries to run. Yes, uh, she is unable to walk. Um, she's like, oh, that she hadn't tried to walk, and she's like, oh, that's strange. Um, <laughs> but uh, and I turn to the furry flesh. Do we need the other two? Um, you're you're gonna have to get her attention, dude. She's she's living her best fish life right now. And what do you call this fish, man? You say it's called sushi? Please just leave me alone. I have a family. You hear whir, click it as the eyes zoom in on the cat person. It's just like, hmm. Well, he is chaotic evil, so I think he's going to call an audible. And being a death cleric has a fun thing. So when I cast a necromancy cantrip that normally only targets one creature, it can instead target two and rain, within range and five feet of each other. And he's going to cast Chill Touch. And a skeletal cold hand of death is going to grab Ruby and Sapphire by the... Th and and do what? Kill them, I assume. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, you have to roll to hit with that, I believe. Gotta look up some rules real quick. I've got it pulled up. Let me see. It is a cantrip. Mm -hmm. I create a ghostly hand, make a ranged spell attack. Yep, so go ahead. Them. Roll your ranged spell attack. 12 plus 5, so 17. 17. Uh... Yes, uh, skeletal zombie hands shoot out and grab them both around the throat. Uh, they, they raise their hands to, uh, to cover the, the claw, the skeletal claw that you've put on them. And they will take 1d8 necrotic damage and can't regain hit points until the start of my next turn, but we're not doing turns right now, so yeah. we'll, <laughs> we'll play it fast and loose with that. Absolutely we will. You took the words right out of my mouth. So they, they have uh, zombie hands around their throats, uh, and they both look at Kathy... And then they run off uh, with zombie hands around their throats, trying to get away. Um, Kathy it cannot run after them because she's wearing a, a suddenly a pencil skirt that she was not <laughs> expecting. Uh, so she is kind of trapped at her sample table, and she sees uh, she makes eye contact with uh, you, Titan, and you, Seth. She's like, "Uh, they're free samples. You can just take them." <laughs> Uh, Dame, uh, as, as this all happens, Dame Stardust Montefort and is holding in both of their paws what appears to be a giant sushi roll. Yeah, basically you're just holding but like, half of a tuna. Well, no, no, it's a giant sushi roll, but almost like a, like, like it's wrapped like a, what, what do they call it? Like a, like a, like a purrito. Ah. A sushi purrito. And Dame Stardust is like, honestly, I don't think staying here is all that bad. I get all the fish I want from the fish man. Hi, fish man. He has peed. He has he, oh. he has terror peed himself, yes. Oh, somebody needs to get him a litter box. Anyway, it's very nice to meet you. I'm Dame Stardust Montefort. These are my servants, Titan and Plant Man. It's very nice to meet you. And uh, you may kiss my paw. Um, I, I'm kind of like covered in meat juice right now. Um, could I like, can we, can we rain check that? Um, Dame Stardust hearing meat juice starts licking her. Oh, okay. Wow, your tongue is very sharp. 
Yeah, no, it just comes like that. But don't worry, I promise you, it's real good for your skin. Get some great exfoliation for it. Okay, I would, I would like to. Uh, okay. Um, would you like to try some samples? Over at the the two girls that that have been choked. Yeah. Oh, they are they are actively running away right now. Are they dying? Because it should be like a burning on their throat from uh, dead hands. They are not dead. They are. They are hurting. He, he points after them and then looks at Titan. She she said they were free samples. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Oh no! Titan's oh, head no. kind of like cricks up. You hear like a whirring in the brain, and then he says, and then he just sort of does it like with the cane, a bow, and a lean of the arms. Like, go ahead. Um, Seth's going after them. Okay, Seth's going after them. Uh, as Seth goes after them, the security guard has finally got up from his seat. Uh, Seth, you uh, you collide headfirst with the big fat security guard as you were making your way to chase the girls who make their way into the cereal aisle and you lose them behind an aisle. And uh, yeah, so you've bumped into him. He's like, hey, there's no running in here. And as all of this is transpiring, suddenly the whole scene is interrupted by the sound of uh, a deep rhythmic thumping. A thump, 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 and would you say I, it's a tub thumping? I would say none of that. I would say that's not Chad, what I said. Chad's in the background. He found the music section of this grocery store and he's just playing tub thumping over and over again. It's <laughs> uh, no, the most useless zombie. <laughs> uh, through the glass skylight of the stuffing for students seems to be uh, some sort of flying machine. Uh, it is coated in black paint and it seems to fly by having a series of blades rotate on the top of it. Uh... The, uh, out of this flying machine comes, uh, several men in black suits and black ties on some kind of, uh, very strong rope. They kick their way through the glass ceiling and they jump on. Good for them. I hear that, I hear that men in suits always have trouble with the glass ceiling. So good for them. These men, not at all, uh, not at all impaired. They jump onto (laughs) the floor and we are rolling initiative. I finally have a character who doesn't have negative initiative. We're gonna find out, aren't we? Oh my god, they nat 20 Well, okay. 13. Dame Stardust. doesn't matter, because you nat 20 against us. Yep, uh, Dame Stardust got a 12. I demand a recount. 13, 12. Got a 21 on my side. 12. 21? Seth is first. Well, no, I'm after a nat 20. I did not get, uh... Oh, nat 20s don't matter for initiative. Oh. Sorry, who got the oh. 13 again? I thought nat 20s gave you like a bonus if you got them during initiative. Nat- Tight, Titan Titan got 13, Dame Stardust got 12, uh, Seth got 21. Seth, you go ahead, you're first. Okay. I mean, I'll take it, but... Yeah, these men in black suits, they have, uh, eight of them have dropped into the store, and they have all drawn some kind of, uh, small, uh, it looks like a weapon, it doesn't have a blade on it anywhere, uh, but they're holding it towards you like uh, like one would hold a magic wand towards an enemy. Sorry to hit pause, but these men in black suits, can we hear Will Smith singing as they're coming? Here comes the men in black. Here comes the song we can't be sued for. Galaxy Defenders. <laughs> Make your neck work. Are any of them pointing a, a weird weapon at me? Two of them. Okay, uh, the closest one. Closest one is 10 feet away. Uh, I'm casting heat metal. 
Absolutely. Uh, you heat metal on his gun. He is nat 20-ing again. He can hold on to his gun, but it hurts him. Uh, okay, that is gonna be... Like, does... Freeze! It hurt... Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> it hurts him emotionally. Yeah. Well, no, it's, uh... That means he's gonna take a d8 of damage, I believe? Two. Two d8 of damage. I'm gonna get hurt. I'm gonna get hurt. I'm gonna get hurt. And that gives me the squirts. <laughs> Nine points of fire damage. Nine points of fire damage? Yeah, he... Ow! 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 What? Ow! Uh, well, this wasn't hot what I got it this morning. This wasn't hot when I was just touching it. What do you want to do next, Seth? Take a five-foot step back. Okay, you take a five-foot step back. Uh, the guy who was going ow, 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 hot with the gun, he throws his gun down, he pulls on his rope, and he says, no, I'm out of here, and he just goes up. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Uh, it's the men's turn. Seven men remain, except for the, you know, the one dude who bailed is out of the fight. Uh, one of them's going to try to fire his strange device at Seth. Uh, does a 16 hit? Um, probably. Cool. Uh, yeah. Cool. You take seven damage as he fires a tiny metal projectile into your fleshy plant skin. Ooh. <laughs> Yummy. Uh, we got two two gunshots. The smell on... of eucalyptus and mint goes everywhere. <laughs> uh, two shots at uh, Zombie Chad are going to miss. They both got totals of seven. Uh, one gunshot at Titan is going to be a 12. What's your armor class, my dude? Armor class 17. It's going to ping safely off of your armor. The, uh, Titan, the second guy, is going to get a, a critical shot on you and do 13 damage. We got them big numbers now, guys. We're in the double digits. Oh, Clara, uh, Clara Casey says, Phew, was worried for Chad. Chad's fine. Uh, Chad's, Chad's just doing push-ups during all this. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 19 onto Dame. You can't see it, but yeah, that after hits. getting shot, there's suddenly a like triangle targeting reticle in Titan's head over the guy who shot him. Dame, you're going to take six, uh, and the okay. other two shots are going to miss. One of them will okay. deflect uh, cinematically off of your battle axe. Off of Snuggles? Yeah, off of Snuggles. Snuggles protects you. Titan, it is your turn. So I will unsheath my cane sword. Mm -hmm. Is the one who shot me close to me? You could get within melee range, yes. Uh, I think I'm going to soften him up a bit with a uh, level one spell of Ray of Sickness. Ooh, interesting. So he's got to do a save. Let me see. <laughs> a Ray of Sickening Greenish Energy, blah, blah, blah. Make a ranged spell attack against the target. Oh, ranged spell attack. Go ahead and roll. So if I hit, you must make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Go back, to, go back to the stats guys we have to delete this entire stream people are actually rooting for a chad oh no 18 <laughs> plus 5 so let's say it hits yeah 23 will definitely hit uh constitution saving yeah, let me throw. go back to the i'm gonna fail the constitution Sorry. saving throw he is so you up. failed oh i failed so you take 2d8 poison damage oh my goodness on a failed save you're also poisoned until the end of your next turn okay or he's, his next turn. uh he's gonna take nine damage and start dry heaving on the floor and can I describe the attack? Please do. So he just puts out one arm, not holding the blade. His arm just opens up tiny me mechanisms. And then just a tube shoots out from a hole in the middle of the hand and just sprays a sickening foul liquid straight into his face and mouth. The the man in black has begun vomiting horribly. And he begins uh, trying to slowly retreat, like tugging on his, his, uh, his zip line. And it starts pulling him up, which is just leaving a horrible trail. He starts spinning from the projectile, and now it's just like a sprinkler system. Uh, 
with that uh, with that in mind, Dame, it's your turn. Uh, so when everyone initially, well, really quick, how many men are are left? Seven. Seven. Well, still. Six. Six. I thought so. Okay. Two are in retreat. Two are in retreat. Okay, so when they when the men crashed through the window, the glass actually skewered uh, the fishman, which oh, Dame no. Stardust did not enjoy. I'm Dame gonna roll, Stardust. I'm gonna roll damage for the fishman then. Uh, he's yeah. dead. Yeah, so da- Dame Stardust seeing the fishman, the only human that Dame Stardust has ever bonded with uh, in this world, uh, being dead, Dame Stardust goes into a rage. Fair. And uh, to picture this, you see her, you know, all refined, glory, southern belle, and she goes, Did you just kill my damn fish man? And the, uh, when she goes, the, Yeah. Murder. Sorry to interrupt you, the two agents. The murder train. The two agents talk into their, uh, they, they hold onto their ears and talk into their ties. And it's like, We got one casualty down here, and there's a talking cat. Uh, and Dame Stardust draws both of their battle axes, the pink and blue one, snuggles and smooches, and goes, Well, I ain't gonna get this none of this tarnation's gonna last anyway, anyhow! And Dame Stardust attacks two of the agents, uh, one with each battle axe, in full rage mode. A cat from the magical lands of Houston. Because I get two attacks, so I'm just gonna do the both. Okay. Uh, first one's a nat 20. Oh my goodness. Uh, and the second attack is uh, 17. Uh, they, they will both hit. Uh, okay. Roll damage on your nat 20 first, please. Uh, that's 10 damage with snuggles. Uh, you've... Well, for my case, it's you doing simple math, Mitch. You have beheaded a man. Awesome. And uh, three for the... Uh, wait, three for... Uh, I add the attack bonus, right? Um, no. You um, add your strength. I add my strength. Duh. Three... Yeah, so that's eight for the other one. Oh, so, yeah, you leave a deep gash in him. So Dame Stardust takes Snuggles and smooshes and goes, I can't believe y'all just did that. I used to have a good relationship. It worked out, and I ain't gonna take none of it. You killed my fish man. And with Snuggles, lops off the head of one agent, and the other one does, like, a really graceful spin mm-hmm. and lodges it straight into the gut and goes, Who's gonna get me Maltuna? <laughs> the uh you, you're close enough now to hear uh the agent again speaking into his earpiece very quietly he's like uh this is this is agent four i need to retreat and he tugs on the tugs on his zip line and goes up into that into the the loud airborne mission helicopter it's a helicopter i'm gonna say helicopter is it the pcs organization running away uh, the, do you say the PCS organization? It's CPS. CPS has decided that this teenage girl's in danger. Well, um, since he's, uh, well, hold on. I was on, making an SCP I still, I still can move. So, Absolutely. I, after getting that one guy in the gut, I run up to the agent that tries to retreat, and mm-hmm. I get an opportunity attack against him. Please do. Yeah. I'll say that is okay, yes. Awesome. Uh, that, that probably won't do it. That was a seven yeah not a seven he, you're gonna swing at his feet and he's gonna keep going up into the air uh, back and uh <laughs> and dave stardust takes both her axes and puts him to the side like this and screaming into the sky like a mad barbarian goes fish man oh man uh set uh four bad guys remain they have, they still have their guns drawn they're still hooked up to this uh whirly gig thing yeah absolutely Ooh. This strange the whirliest gig. Ooh. 
Oh, I can't call lightning on the helicopter. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Just as long as you remember, you're not Vert. <laughs> I still have the ice right now. So uh, the helicopter and you still have lightning is gonna. The helicopter is gonna roll to save, I believe. That's <laughs> a dexterity saving throw. Uh, with disadvantage for being the highest thing, and for being a helicopter, uh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a six. It's <laughs> not gonna make it. <laughs> oh, good I think, lord! I think it's not gonna make it is an excellent way to describe what's gonna happen here. <laughs> oh, oh, this is <laughs> that's eighteen points of damage. Uh, you have struck the helicopter for 18 points of damage. A column of smoke begins emitting from the flying machine. Uh, and it begins to whirl slowly downward. I'm going to need everybody in the store to make a dexterity saving throw. And I'm not playing a big muscle monster, so I have at least a little bit dexterity. Uh, 14 for Dame Stardust. Can I add... Wait. Uh, can I add acrobatics to that? Uh, it's a... Dexterity saving throw, so your saving throw should already be on the top left of your sheet. That's a 19%. Uh, uh, the chat approves of Seth's action. <laughs> uh, so the agents got 8, uh, and uh, Kathy Ulu got 15, even though she was dodging with disadvantage because of her pencil skirt. Um, so, wait, so Kathy Ulu survived. Uh, Kathy Ulu has, has gotten out of the way and will take half damage. So a net one on that dexterity saving throw. Uh, yes. Uh, so Titan's gonna take full damage. Dame is gonna take full damage. Seth, how do so you So what's do? the full damage? Okay, you are each gonna take 2d10 of damage. Oh, sorry, Seth saved. Oh, perfect. Okay, uh, you're gonna take 20 damage. Okay. So I'm down to five hit points. Uh, and Seth's gonna take, uh, 10 damage. This is what happens when you're not the big beefy boy anymore. Uh... Death is a real thing. Rib Uxton says Kathy Ulu is like a land mermaid. Oh, wait, I can I can roll again. Sorry, I have danger sense and I have uh, advantage on deck saving throws. Oh, absolutely roll again. You might take only 10 here. Oh, I got it. Uh, 17 plus my deck's 19. 17 on its own was enough. Uh, you save. Uh, the the gig comes smashing down. Oh, I didn't roll for Chad. Yeah, bro, what about me? Uh, no. Chad got a four, guys. Oh, Chad. man, a bunch of recruiters from the NFL were coming to my game tonight. No. Guys, Chad got a four. He's going to take 20 damage. Oh, bro. How much? Uh, how many health points do zombies get? Uh, if we look up 5e zombies. Just plain vanilla 5e zombies. Yes. Uh, 5e zombie. HP is... Oh! Guys. Guys, Chad has Chad has two HP remaining. Oh my god! Chad takes the hit. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be honest. With a max damage like that, the uh, remaining agents were going to die regardless, and the ones that were in retreat have also died now. They had ten HP. They Did had we 10 kill HP. our target? Kathy Ulu is still alive, but definitely cut and bloodied by falling debris. Uh, the stuffing for students is slowly beginning to catch fire on the west wing of the store. Uh, yeah, and uh, Kathy Ulu is prone because she tried to dodge while her legs were tied together. Angelo the swordfish said, "Chad, uh, Chad, put me in, coach. I can still play." <laughs> <laughs> Chad is inevitable. <laughs> so, uh, so while trying to dig myself out of debris, 
I just snap my fingers and mentally tell Chad to drag the target out of the burning building. Uh, Whatever you want, bro. I got you, coach. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Kathy Ulu uh, grabs Chad and she was like, is this because they were they were vegan sausage samples? And Chad goes, look, you can do whatever you want and accomplish anything. Because no one can limit you for being a woman. And because um, I said that, we should sleep together. Okay, I think Chad's going to make a persuasion check. Okay, you have to roll for Chad. <laughs> yeah, uh, rolling for Chad. Uh, he got a three. I refuse to roll for Chad. Uh, uh, Chad got a three. So, uh, uh, Kathy Ulu's like, look, just take me wherever you're gonna take me, man. Uh, the, uh, and I believe you exit the store? now. Titan, having gotten up from the rubble, an arm bent and broken behind him just grabs it, and it, you hear the gears popping as it moves back into place, and then just putting the cane back together to use as a cane to drag his now freshly damaged renewly damaged body out hey all i said was you had a really nice smile all right like that's not an insult god what if she genuinely would look better if she smiled that's all i'm saying uh uh chad has survived some stuff you will be okay chad your game is weak today <laughs> oh my god you guys are so mean to the the guy who is literally brain dead uh because he's a zombie he was, to be fair he was brain dead before he was a zombie oh there it is yeah uh, what do you guys do now? You have Kathy. Oh yeah, what happened out. to Kathy's friends? Uh, I, we, I had them as chill-touched, you know, just necrotic energies burning their throats as they run away into the Cheerios. Uh, you've lost sight of them. Um, Dame Stardust is holding a traditional uh, Shinto funeral for the Fishman. Fair. They found. They found. Uh, she found an incest. Ca uh, incest thing. Incest. Excuse me. <laughs> she found incest. Incense. That's she how found, that works. She found the yaoi section at the back of the grocery store. So she <laughs> she found incense and she lit them and she's like she's like there uh, kneeling down. She goes, "I learned about this back in my home. It's all right, fish man. I will pray for you." Oh God. Well, that was. Oh God, I'm not gonna live this down, am I? <laughs> incense. The the thing that smells good. She found these DVDs called Game of Thrones and just got really into them during this fight. Oh my god. Um, so you guys roll Tide out of the grocery oh, yeah. store. Titan picking up some like debris of the helicopter metal panels and just setting them against the leg and casting Mend to add it to his armor. Totally that he fine. probably lost getting hit by a full-on helicopter. <laughs> totally fine. Your armor is repaired. <laughs> because my armor is my body. <laughs> right. I mean, that's true of all of us when you think about it. All right, so we got this lady here. Obviously, there ain't no more fish. Um, what were we supposed to do something? I don't really remember. Yes, please remember your objectives. Tyne just looks up to see the zombie dragging by the, like, mended pants trap. Just dragging by the legs over the plant bridge, I assume. I think we're uh, supposed to, to clean and, and I know. Oh god. Well, Supposed to clean we, this world. Titan will put up like one finger over the mouth that never moves as a sort of shushing noise like or oh, we have fulfilled well we will have fulfilled the terms of the bargain when my 
rotting assistant takes the target to the fleshy fool. What say we explore this land? Cleanse it, if we will. <laughs> I'm saying let's go on a killing spree. <laughs> Wait, was the person saying what, Mitch? Or or the, the girl? <laughs> that was... That was Mitch. <laughs> that was me. That was a long-winded way of going around to we technically fulfilled our contract. Let's go kill people. I will I will say you've not yet he you've not yet gone on the date. Hey, hey, we were supposed to get the girl. Those were the terms explicitly stated. Dame Stardust walks up to walks up to chat and goes, Excuse me, what in on this god's earth are you doing? And slaps him across the face and then it helps da- helps uh Kathy Ulu up and goes, I'm so sorry. He's clearly not a gentleman. He is not the kind of man for you. Now we do have a man you might be interested in, and to be honest, I wouldn't call him attractive and I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's intelligent. But he's and got, I wouldn't use the word man, per se. I also wouldn't necessarily say he is decent, but he certainly does have qualities. He knows magic. No, no, breathing. Breathing's what we're going to focus on right now. Oh, right. He is breathing, which, considering your prospects here and Dame Stardust gestures to the I just imagine agent, after taking a helicopter and only being at two health points... He's got some, like, serious battle damage, guts hanging out, maybe half his face <laughs> missing, and just skull. Yeah, so Chad so far has been in a car accident and a helicopter crash. <laughs> that, that shirt's not doing well, is it? Quick, Mitch, get us to the ocean. We could crash a boat on him still. <laughs> and get the trifecta of vehicles. Yeah, Chad was wearing a t-shirt that said FBI female body inspector, and now it just says body. <laughs> <laughs> Which he is. Uh, it's, his teacher says, I body. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, uh, Kathy Ulu says, uh, oh, okay, I guess. Uh, what's his name? Oh, heck. Um, uh, you know, he breathes. I know that much. You can hear the, like, dial-up sounds coming from Titan as he tries to remember. <laughs> <laughs> God help you if he figures out Wi-Fi. Oh, his name uh, his name is Lodge Bobbit, I believe. Uh, <laughs> Alternate gender bent Lorena Bobbit? She says, I've uh, I've never heard of Large Bobbit. No, La- Large Bobbert. Large Bobbit. I've never heard of him, but okay. And uh, Dame, Dame Stardust. Um, also, note for height, Dame Stardust is only like four foot eight. Yeah. And I don't. Uh, how tall is Kathy Ulu? Four foot eight. Four foot eight. So like, I I take her by the arm, like we're best friends, and I mm-hmm. go, "All right, come here, darling. We're gonna go take you to Lodge Bobbit so we can go kill more people." She says, "Okay. Uh, first, uh, I'm covered in in meat juice. Can I go wash my hands?" <laughs> oh no! And she starts grooming her as we're walking. Oh god. Uh, make a uh, make a perception check. Twenty two. Uh, 22. Um, I'm going to use it because I have it just to try and intimidate her to move. Can I cast Thaumaturgy to have like cries of ravens as I make my eyes glow brighter and tell her to move? Uh, she's like, okay, okay, God. Uh, with your perception check. Go, go, 
uh, you recognize that her hands taste absolutely disgusting because, uh, remember, she was sampling vegan sausages. Oh, oh my god. I have literally, listen, what's your name again? Uh, Kathy. Right, Kathy, look at me. Look me Look at me in the eyes. Let's connect with each other. When is Seth going to realize what vegan means and what's actually on her hands? Kathy, look at me dead look at me dead in the eyes. I want you to understand this. Please don't say dead. I have licked my own butthole and your hands taste much worse than that. Did you That you is did, not okay. You did that immediately before licking my hands, didn't you? Yeah. That is neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm a lady and a lady does not disclose when she may or may not have licked her own butthole. I I uh, Kathy looks at you and she puts a hand on your shoulder and says, "I agree with that." Oh, we're going to be the best of friends. Hey, have you ever tried these sushi burritos? I think they're quite nice. Do you know where I could get some? Um, and she looks back at the destroyed uh, seafood aisle and she's like, well, <laughs> um, uh, what do you guys do next? She is she is definitely moving. Titan's, uh, Titan's scary thaumaturgy eyes uh, have definitely inspired her to move along. And she's like... With cries of invisible non-existent ravens. She's, she's like hobbling in her pencil skirt. So far, it's been about four minutes since you guys have existed in this world. It's only been four... Pause. It's only been four minutes. <laughs> it's already four... been four minutes. I'm almost out of spell slots. Well, I'm just and I'm only at They're... five health points. That security men in black response team acts fast. It it's been four minutes. It took them four minutes to get from wherever they were. To be fair, they thought we were Xenos. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are multidimensional creatures in this world. Um, but can we make our neck work? Uh, yeah. Anyway. Line to the Will Smith I'll be, song. I'll be right back. You guys keep going. Okay. Uh, I guess Seth and Titan, what do you guys do next? Uh, we, I think, are trying to have Chad take the girl up to... Absolutely. Robert, yeah. Uh, oh. We're gonna go killing? Yeah. I guess fulfill the contract and metagaming here. I'm gonna try to get to a long rest as soon as possible. Except I don't technically have to sleep. I just have to remain motionless. Yes. So uh, that would mean that let's focus on what uh, Zombie Chad is doing. First, Zombie Chad has Kathy Ulu over his shoulder. He makes his way over the uh, wooden bridge. And he makes his way back into the dormitory and you lose sight of him. Again. I use Thaumaturgy to make the unlocked door slam open and follow. Totally. Uh, Yeah, so uh, Zombie Chad has made it back to the elevator where he is uh, running into it over and over again, uh, and he can't seem to figure it out. I sigh, reopen my mechanical hand to interface with the elevator. Absolutely. Uh, and Zombie Chad goes in. With Kathy, right? Yeah. We follow. Good. I interface with the buttons to try and remember which button was... The right floor. I want to say numbnuts, but I think it's supposed to be Bob. We'll say... Bob's room. Large Bobbert. Large Bobbert. We'll say, uh, do a history check. <laughs> I have plus one history. You laugh. <laughs> I didn't think this would be an actual puzzle. 17 plus one, 18. All right, you can remember what floor... I know my history with my perfect <laughs> hey, servers in on. my brain. Four minutes. <laughs> Plot twist, it's only two floors. <laughs> Which one is it? It's you go the, you go up to this you go up to the second floor. <laughs> I unhinge the tiny little 
metal like pieces that were interfacing with the controls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then snap my fingers to give the zombie a jolt of pain to keep moving with Kathy. Kathy goes, you know, I can feel that. Chad's going on this entire monologue about how um, Natty Bow rimmed with Old Bay is definitely a good idea. Definitely. I snap my fingers twice. <laughs> no, dude, uh, Natty Bow rimmed with Old Bay is called a freshman margarita. In Maryland. In Maryland. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, they're, having, they're doing that discussion. In front of you is a hallway with six doors. Do I have to roll history again? Or no, wait, I smashed through the door. I know which one it is because there is no door. You remembered! <laughs> You're paying attention! I'm so touched. Doorways. <laughs> yeah, there is there is one doorway and five doors. Uh, you go back into the dormitory to find uh, no one inside. Uh, oh. And you hear a, a voice in your head say, Quest failed. Say, guys, 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 come over to the closet. And it's the voice of, of Machiavelli, the space wizard. Uh, Dame Stardust goes, Oh, is there a litter box in there? Did you finally get that taken care of? And opens the closet door. And he says, All right, guys. Uh, and it's Machiavelli. He's, he's crouched up in the, in the coat closet, saying, Okay, now it's bad luck for the date to see me before the date starts. So I need you guys to set up everything. Uh, you do... Uh, Lodge Barber, listen to me here. Uh, you do realize who we are, right? Yes, that's why I bound you to my magical will, so you have to follow my orders. You could literally do, like, we could just murder your enemies. We could, uh... Murder your friends. Uh, murder your friends, even. Actually, yeah, that's a good point, Seth. Yeah, we could murder your enemies or your friends. You have options here. Both. I mean, like, like I'm kind of, like, kind of focusing on this right now. Can you guys, like... Just be cool for a second, guys. Look, you guys. Hey, Mitch. Yeah. I know this is weird to ask, but can Machiavelli roll a perception check? Absolutely. Uh, three. Is there something you wanted him to see? Well, uh, a, a chill touch, touch trying, trying to sneak, sneak in for the his throat from behind. A oh. chill touch, skeletal hand trying to he, get him. He does not see that. You want to go ahead and make an attack roll with advantage? Yes. Yeah, see how much I can get away with, even though he summoned us. Absolutely. Roll it. Hmm. All right. Nat one. <laughs> nat one, which is fine. Oh, wait, you had an advantage. Roll yeah, again. Twice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Unless you snake eyes it. Four <laughs> plus five. Um, Spell attack well, bonus. Here's the funny thing about that. I was setting you up for a big reveal because your chill touch as it goes towards Machiavelli's throat actually begins to dissolve about three inches from his skin. Uh, and you feel the pang of magical energy inside your head that prevents you from dealing any damage to Machiavelli because you are bound by his magical will. And just the head sort of like rapid movement back and forth as I shout with minor pain. <laughs> and then I stop and stare at him with rage. Um, behind you, you hear a gasp. Uh, and, uh... Well, yeah, well, uh, you, you, you hear a gasp. You hear Kathy Ulu go, oh, like sort of a revelatory gasp, as well as, uh, you know, Machiavelli gets up, like stands up and looks at Titan and says, see, you can't hurt me. Can't do anything. You're bound by my will. So hurry up and make my date uh, and then we'll get it done. And, uh, you know, I'll get married and have four beautiful babies and you guys can go back home. And then I get back within an inch of his face and go. There are ways to deal with you. 
without dealing damage. And then I turn back towards Kathy. Mm -hmm. Stomping with my heavy damaged footfalls. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay, cool. Great. <laughs> I thought you were building to something. Um, I just wanted to scare him. Uh, he's definitely think. scared. He's very easily intimidated, you find. Uh, he's definitely scared of you. Dame Stardust uh, goes, Ugh, never let a robot and a plant man do a woman cat's job. And uh, shoves shoves the boys out and goes, and uh, tur- turns on uh, Large Bobber and goes, Look, you expect us to plan you a date, and here's the thing. I have interrupted a great many dates back when I was just a normal Maine Coon. So let's have a conversation here. What do you want this date to be? Do you want flowers? Do you want her to know about yourself? Do you want to take her on a killing spree? We need options here to work with, Large Barbet. Uh, he says, ooh, um, I think... You're taking too long. We're gonna make you go skydiving. And shut oh. the door on him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Kathy's like, I could do skydiving. Without a parachute. Oh. Oh, I'm very much not for that. I think I... Actually, can you guys call the guys in the helicopter back? I think I'd rather just hang out with them right now. Oh, they're very definitely dead, honey. Didn't you see the explosion there? It happened. They, it was a big boom. They killed my fish man. And then, like, she goes into a bit of a rest, like, my fish man! I mean, they killed my fish man. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Can Mitch? I... Can I? Yeah. Yes, Can I uh, Machiavelli see me? He uh, he's Dame, in the closet right now, right? Yeah, Dame closed him you, into the closet. You said describing the room earlier, there were open soda cans, right? Yes. Titan just goes around to each one casually, opening his poisoner's kit and drops a single drop of poison in each one. Most of these cans are empty, but you can definitely look for. There's some cans the, of monstrosity energy drink in the refrigerator. The full ones are unopened ones. He just spreads casually poison on them. Absolutely. Closes the poisoner's kit and puts it back within his open chest panel. Uh, Chad, being your servant, goes, oh, man, oh, man, no, bro, bro, boss man, you're doing it wrong. Let me show you. And Chad just starts shaking each of the cans. Oh, my God. This is so much funnier, man. Like, like, I don't know what you're doing, but, like, trust me, this is classic, bro. With mechanical precision, Titan snaps his fingers five times for five bursts of pain. Oh, 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 I'm kind of into it now. All right. <laughs> I want all of you to make a perception check. Uh, 12. Or no, wait, uh, perception. That's a plus five. I was thinking in initiative for some reason. So 16. Oh, okay. Uh, Titan and Dame, you guys hear someone in the hallway. And as you turn to face it, you just barely catch the sunglasses face of another man in a dark suit. Uh, run to uh away i guess like he was peering around the doorway and then he sees you seeing him and he snaps his head back uh we see you yoo-hoo uh and he's he start you can hear him running down the hall and you hear him uh, in the earpiece shout agents of sparkle this is agent nine we have target acquired uh, he was Dame running Stardust. towards what what was he running towards the elevator Dame Sarda's hunter instincts immediately went on because he started running, and she goes after him. Totally. My eyes flash red, and I cast Thermaturgy to cause the... I'm guessing elevator doors are technically unlocked, so have them slam shut. Oh, yes. Yeah, the elevator slams shut, and he's trapped, and he's like, This is Agent 9. 
Agent I, I have target acquired in the dormitory at Transient University, second floor. Dame Stardust has feline agility, and I can double my speed. So I'm going to catch up to him and put smooches right up against his neck. Uh-uh. Now I want you to listen very closely. What'd you say your name is, Agent Nine? Agent Nine. Look at me. Look at me. Look at my eyes. Down here. Okay. Yeah. My eyes are down here. What is a date? Uh, like the, like what day it is? No, 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 no. What is, what is an example to you, you, you flesh bags of what a nice date is? Um, roll intimidate. With advantage? Yes, because you have awesome. an axe to his to his neck. Oh god, the chat is shipping Agent Nine with Machiavelli <laughs> because he was in a closet. You see, uh, sixteen. Okay, intimidate. 22. It's like they expect plot twists from us. We have uh, plots, right? What did twenty-two? He's like, uh, maybe you could make like some spaghetti. Look, look. There's only one way we're gonna make this work out. You, you come with me. You turn off your little, your little doodad. You're talking to people magically, whatever. Turn it off. Come with me. Oh, okay. And since he's intimidated, he pulls his, uh, uh, like a little earpiece out of his ear, and he, he like hands it over to you. Okay. And um, and Dame puts it. Uh, how how do I use this? Uh, and you, as you put it to your ear with your cat-like hearing, you can hear, This is Special Agent Ginger and Special Agent Saffron. We are en route. Hi, uh, <clears throat> uh, there's no need to do that anymore. It was a false alarm. Uh, no need to worry. We've got everything, uh, covered here. Uh, I love you, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna need you to make a deception check with disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh damn i'm bad i got that disadvantage that that one of those rolls was a 20 mm -hmm. uh for deception right yeah it's just a 12 so, all so all uh they oh, do wait. not believe that you love them oh uh but oh. also also they are still they're still very much en route uh to catch the chat up we just had a whole bunch of people just come in to catch the chat up what happened was uh our three players dame stardust titan and seth are evil creatures that have been summoned by an evil space wizard into modern-day uh, Los Angeles, Japan, where they have been tasked and forced magically to help a college freshman who calls himself a uh, college sophomore named Machiavelli uh, get a date with his co-worker, Kathy Ulu. Uh, and, uh, Does he know he probably doesn't have a job anymore? Uh, you, <laughs> no, because you, you mean because you caused lightning to strike a helicopter and crash into a grocery store? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, so Dame Stardust takes Agent Nine uh, into uh, Large Bobbert's room, Machiavelli's room, mm -hmm. and opens up the closet and goes, Look, this is Agent Nine, and he said he would show us what a good example of a date is. Now, I personally don't believe in interspecies relations, so I thought it'd be a good idea if he took you on a practice date. Oh, I see. You're not into interspecies relations. There's that accent coming into effect. Roll tight. Uh, and so, uh, as you re-enter the room saying all this with Agent Nine in tow, uh, busting through the window is the, uh, the redhead in the green flannel from earlier and uh, the, uh, the lady in the yellow sundress with the white hat. Wait, you Ruby and Sapphire? Ruby and Sapphire. They break through the window again. Only now you realize they are no longer 
uh, dressed in a green flannel and a yellow sundress with a white hat. They are now dressed in, uh, well, Sailor Ginger is dressed in a uh, mostly green uh, sailor uniform. <laughs> and uh, Sailor Saffron is dressed in a mostly yellow Can we go through uniform. one show without a lawsuit? One show. And uh, and uh, Kathy Ulu takes out a a compact uh, pocket makeup uh, set. I don't actually know what they're called. Uh, and uh, opens it up and says, "By the power of the sparkles!" And she holds it up, and uh, there is a there is a bright flash of light. She begins to spin around like violently fast, uh, and then suddenly. Uh, she is no longer wearing a pencil skirt in a grocery store uniform. She's wearing a red sailor uniform. Hey everyone, J Mark here, your best buddy from the end of the world. Just wanted to connect and reach out and let you all know a few things. One is we have a cosplay contest going on right now until April 16th, complete with cash prizes and merch prizes, all leading up to a value of about a little over $1,000. It is coming straight out of my pocket because I love you all so much and I want you all to know how much I love you and want to see your talented selves representing just how much you love this podcast that we're making. So definitely check it out. You have till April 16th to enter and all of the rules are on our Instagram page, so definitely check it, check it, check it out. We also are having a sale on our merch store right now with a whole lot of new holiday merch in store. If you use discount code AHOTA, that is O-X-O-T-A, all caps, you can get 10% off all purchases. Definitely be sure to buy that before Coopit Day or the holidays comes up so you can give your gift to your sweetie and your loved ones and all of those best buddies in your lives. Finally, we are always in need of new NPC names, so please be sure to keep tweeting, Instagramming, Facebooking about the show using the hashtag UnpluggedRising, even if you've already done so. We rely strictly on word of mouth for the podcast itself. We're, of course, using paid advertising for the cosplay contest, but that's because we want you all to have better chances. But when it comes to the podcast itself, we strictly rely on word of mouth, on you all getting the word out by talking about the pod. So definitely, please be sure to do that. You have no idea how much it really helps us out, and we want to reach more and more people in 2021. Anyway, that's it for me, and I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Fighting evil with spices. Gotta eat something nice, yeah. So while this is happening, I, I see a fight coming. Can I just quickly cast false life on myself? You may. I'm a, she, a metallic she, distorted sigh coming out. She finishes her 35 second long uh, changing clothes cinematic and she says, Sailor Clover! And the one in the, the redhead in green says, Sailor Ginger! And the one in yellow says, Sailor Saffron! <laughs> that did work out for me because I rolled a natural four, so I'm getting eight hit points back. Thank you. do. Thank Chemosh. And Machiavelli bursts out of the closet in his best fedora. And we are rolling initiative. Wait, are we fighting Machiavelli also, or is he fighting with us? You don't know. It's the finale. Okay. Um, Dame Stardust got uh, 11 for initiative. At least I'm going in this with 13 hit points instead of just 5. Giving myself some false life. But now I can only do Chill Touch, Thaumaturgy, and Mending. Chad's, <laughs> over, Chad's over in the quarters like, yo, these babes are so hot. <laughs>
I snap my fingers and go, silence, kill them all. <laughs> oh, man, look, I know you're my boss man and all, but I just, I can't just kill a babe. I just, like, clench my fist and it's just an even more intense pain manifests inside him. <laughs> um, Seth and Titan, what'd you get on your initiative? Oh, yeah, initiative, that's a thing. <laughs> it is! It is a thing, it's a thing. We I got often. a four. I have zero spell slots going into it's this gonna be battle. Five. Five. Okay. So. Hey, Mitch. Just real quick to clarify for the rest of this battle. Yeah. Does channel divinity need spell slots? No, it's a separate resource. Okay, so I have that at least. Because it's a useful melee thing. Yes. The, the first, first initiative, initiative is Agent, Agent Nine, and Agent Nine is going to uh, pull his pull his his handgun and try to back off into the hallway where the three of you are. Uh, so, uh, you, Dane, you may make a, an attack of opportunity. Dang it, um, I destroyed the door, so I can't <coughs> shut it, shut it. <laughs> uh, Dame, Dame Stardust is gonna go, Oh no, you don't, you're gonna go on a date with that young man and show us what a good date is. And, uh, Dame Stardust is going to shove Agent Nine back into the room for their attack. Okay, go ahead, uh, make an attack roll, see if we shove him. Yeah, and, um, so that is a, uh, 22 to hit. Yeah, you shove him. I'm rolling a lot of 17s today. Yep. You shove him back into the room. Uh, he draws a handgun, and he tries to shoot you at melee range. Uh, oh, wait. No, that was the first attack. The second attack, because uh, I can attack twice in a turn. You get one attack of opportunity, madam. No, 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 no. no. Extra, I have an extra attack. Yeah, on your turn. Oh, this is an attack. Okay, just kidding. I understand. This is what now. you get for playing a bard through the whole campaign. You have no <laughs> idea how to hit people. I don't know what hitting is. I just know how to give love and hugs. Well, he's going to try to shoot you at point-blank range. I mean, it makes sense. Four, You've never so. hit okay, anybody yeah. with a melee attack. You just thunder wave everything. And he turns, he's like, uh, uh, Agent Sailors, I'm here to support you. Uh, and the Sailors are going to go next. Uh, I don't remember Sailor Moon having the men in black as backup. <laughs> they are the agents of Sparkle, excuse me. Sailor Clover is going to uh, take off her, her hairband that is keeping her hair back, uh, and she is going to... Okay, wait, just a whole halt the brakes on everything. I know what S.H.I.E.L.D. stands for. What does Agents of Sparkle stand for? Soup, spicy persons attacking radiant love embrace. So, I forgot a mangled the garbage. Okay. The K is silent. I don't know, man. I picked like a like a bubblegum kind of word. Uh, she's going to take her, her headband off and she's going to whip it at Machiavelli and she's going to say, Space Wizard Machiavelli, we've been tracking you for weeks. Is he actually from space? I think it's just his name. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure he's literally just a kid. <laughs> uh, Machiavelli is going to get hit for 12, uh, 12 slashing damage. There's a, part, there's a part of Agent 9 whose heart breaks just a little bit. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> Agent Knight, his throat catches. Yeah. Uh, Agent Ginger is going to raise her hand, uh, and a a blast of fire in the shape of a snake is going to shoot out and hit Machiavelli for seven damage. And then the um, uh, Sailor Saffron is going to shoot bubbles at him for five damage, and he laughs off their attacks. Everyone in the everyone in the chat, you may now make laughing noises. <laughs> oh no! Oh, so I turned away from the chat to write down initiative orders for one second, and now it's just Maki and Nine must sail. 
Uh, Dame Stardust, what do you do in this situation? Yeah, so I'm understanding that there seems to be some real issues here. I don't appreciate people hitting that barber person before my job is done. I actually feel a little committed to this now, so I think I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go uh, cut up these sailor girls with uh, some snuggles and smooches. And Do it. Uh, Dame Stardust goes into a rage. Cool. You ain't about to stop this ship from from sailing. And Dame Stardust uh, attacks uh, Clover, uh, Clover Spice. I don't know, Ginger Spice, Baby Spice. <laughs> Who am I attacking? Clover, Clover Spice is fine. Do you want red, green, or yellow? They are they are color coded specifically. Dame Stardust Montefort is going to give some snuggles and smooches to uh, Wow in a rage. So you know they're talking like this now. I ain't gonna take none of that know how. Uh, and, uh, gonna take a slash at the green one and the red one. Absolutely. Uh, while you're making those slashes, uh, when I said Agents of Sparkle, I was, I just picked a, a frou-frou bubblegum word to represent the, our, our sailor whatever knockoffs that I'm not gonna name. But someone has created a functional acronym. Okay. Uh, Angelo the Swordfish, thank you for creating Super Protectors Agency of Regular Kevin Living Enforcers. Please make this fan art for us, because we need this in our life. I'm gonna slash at Kathy Lou and either Ruby or Sapphire, whichever one's the green one. Uh, Ginger. Ginger. You, you can remember because she's the redhead. Clover and Ginger. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nat 20? And a nat 20? I got two nat 20s. What? That sounds what? exactly like you. That does. Awesome. Let's do it. Rolls minimum damage. <laughs> oh, suck. Eight, seven. The first one is eight plus seven. Eight plus seven is 15. 15. Second one is five plus seven. 12. Twelve. 15 okay. and 12. They, uh, yeah, they take the hits. And, oh, ow. They're attacking us. This cat lady's attacking. Uh, and uh, Dame Styles goes, thank you for knowing I'm a lady. Uh, at the end of your turn, Machiavelli is going to take a legendary action. He's going to blow a kiss at Sailor Clover. Uh, who is going to roll her constitution saving throw. She got a nat 20, so she does not throw up. <laughs> uh, Seth, your turn. Okay. Um, we've got, uh, was it Ginger <laughs> and um, Clover? Are they standing next to each other? Yes. They're in a, they're in a V formation. Oh, that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. because, because, of course, they're, they're in a V formation. formation. I'm running up. I'm casting Thunderwave. <laughs> Can't escape that damn spell even in a one-shot. Please please play act this scene for us, Kevin. Okay. Dame Stardust, you have to roll as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Do I have to roll? Uh, no, you're you're fine. You're, nope. over in, you're over in the hallway with Agent 9, who apparently needs to date Machiavelli now. I didn't make it, so I'm going to take the full damage. Ooh, Power Rangers logos. That's my favorite thing. Well, wait, I don't have to roll for the, the Thunderwave. No, no, they they had to roll. No, Dame had to roll to see if she uh, could yeah. take the hit or not. But you go ahead and tell me how hurt everybody is, because this is going to hit everybody for full. <laughs> okay. Um, give me, give me uh, I got a 12 for damage. 12. All right, Dame. Uh, Dame's going to take 12. Everybody gets knocked back 10 feet, including the sailors. Seth just runs right up into the middle, looks each of them dead in the eye, and says... Oh, 
Oh, I don't think any of you are worthy. Oh, no. Does anyone get blasted into the walls? Uh, yes, they get bla- uh, the sailors get blasted into the walls. They take an extra six points of damage for that. By the power of avocado toast. Oh my god, what? Hipster college. So yeah, they take an extra six damage getting blasted into the walls. Uh, and it is Titan's turn. Go ahead, Titan. So who am I near? What am I doing? Uh, you're in the doorway next to Agent 9. On one side of the room, Machiavelli was casting, uh, just basically casting being gross at the sailors, and, uh, the sailors have attacked with, uh, magic and a headband. And having read up, apparently, thank you for making us fifth level, so I will once again cast, using my Reaper ability, Chill Touch on both the sailors that came through the window. Okay, on, uh, who we know to be- Remember me! Uh, they do. Roll your spell attack. It's 16 plus 5, so it hits. You hit them, yeah. Okay, so they are chill so touched. Then I, they are chill touched, and do they have to roll any sort of save? I know oh, there's no save for chill touch, just uh, they because I'm 5th level, they take 2d8 damage. Go ahead. And they cannot regain hit points until the start of my next turn. Okay. And until then, the hand clings, so the hand is just going to cling on their throat, squeezing again. But I mean, when doesn't it cling? So just squeezing cold, undead hands, pumping necrotic energy. Hit me with that damage. That's two and seven, so nine. Okay, nine damage. On each. Sure. It's a cold, dead hand pumping necrotic energy. Where's Chad? <laughs> Where is Chad? Uh, Titan at the end. Oh, yeah, and I, as my bonus action, I tell him to attack the both of them, because I can do that, because he's a bonus. Go ahead. Chad, Chad attacks. Uh, Sailor Ginger is looking especially injured. My hand's just glowing with undead energy as a, like, squeezing, kind of like Darth Vader style. Uh, so Chad, Chad attacks. What's his, what, uh, what's his damage, I guess, Mitch? Oh. He has nothing and he's kind of beat up, so I assume he just kind of swings at them. Yeah, just the strength attack, straight up and down strength roll. Yeah. Yep, I'm actually looking up stats for zombies. Stats for zombies say he has a, uh, plus three to hit, and he does 1d6 plus one bludgeoning damage. Can they get a bite? Uh, no, just a slam. They can come on and slam, and welcome to the parody show where we're doing. You actually stole that straight out of my brain. Thank you, Mitch. Hey, well, we said slam. <laughs> Chad, Chad walks up and goes, this is what I did all my push-ups for. Ugh. The main team is just murdering in the background. That's true. That's actually what's happening right now. We. This is all happening in the background of the real love story between Machiavelli and Agent 9. Obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah, while this is all is happening, uh, Machiavelli and Agent 9 have locked eyes and Can you feel the love tonight? It's just playing and then you have explosions in the background and like screaming. Mm-hmm. Is it the Donald Glover version? Oh, obviously. The part of Donald Glover will be sung by Scatman Carruthers. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so whose uh, turn is it? <laughs> Titan's supposed to roll damage for his zombie. Do you want me to yeah. do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll, roll damage I mean, for you control zombie. the stats of the zombie. Uh, he is gonna hit and do four damage to... Which one? Green or yellow? Which one's more hurt? Green. So green. You did it. Moving on. Uh, it's did Machiavelli's I kill her or is she just hurt? Uh, she is just hurt. But it's Machiavelli's turn. The next thing he's gonna do is uh, he's gonna raise his hands up in the air... Uh, and he is going to, uh, the microwave is going to go off and flying out of the microwave are dozens of cups of steaming hot ramen. And they're going to fly around the room and everybody's going to take three damage. What flavors? 
Um, shrimp. The worst one. So everybody takes three damage? Everybody takes three damage. Even him. Even Agent Nine. He's not very good at magic. That's what he's gonna do with that, and then he's going to... Oh, this is good. Uh, he is going to raise his hand up like this, and a hand made of stone will rise up out of the earth and grab Sailor Clover and deal four... That's not very dramatic. <laughs> we'll deal four damage to her as she's crushed in a stone hand that has emerged out of the floor on this second floor dormitory. But it's Ma just cheap linoleum, so it doesn't do that much damage. Yes. Yeah, Machia Machiavelli did that? Yes. Oh, this is a strong kid. Um, well, it's four damage, so not that strong. Uh, and then uh, it's going to be Agent Nine's turn. Back to the top of the order. Agent Nine is going to... Uh, Swing around. Uh, he's going to run from uh, Titan, first off. So, Titan, go ahead and do an attack of opportunity with your cane sword. Well, it's probably sheathed right now, so I'll just bludgeon him over the head with it. Hot. So, it is an attack bonus of plus four and 1d6 plus one bludgeon. So, do I have to roll to hit? Yes. So, the attack bonus, that's just damage. That doesn't add on to, like, to hit, right? Yep. I love that the chat is, like, on fire. You confused me by answering yep. Uh, so just, uh, you, I believe your to hit is plus five with that thing. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, no, plus plus four. It, it says plus, plus four. four here, okay, so I guess. yes. Plus four, then. Okay. Okay. I'm fumbling with my hands. I'm now too jittery on Mountain Dew, so give me a second. <laughs> this show's sponsored by Mountain Dew. Okay. So 13 plus four, so... 17, you hit. And then that is a 1d6 plus 1. So 4 plus, so 5 damage. Do it, make the audience sad. Yeah, play um, this out, play this out for me. Oh, does what it do you kill got, him? Titan? Uh, no, he's not dead, but he is very injured and he goes He's going to be very injured. Play this out for us, Titan. Show us what My you got. My sensors just snap two. And one hand goes from strangling, grabs the cane that was just floating on... You know, just a little bit of extra spectral energy next to me. Grab it and just whack him on the back of the head. <laughs> he taking any taking any chance just to, you know, deal with this infestation of flesh that he finds himself surrounded with. Agent 9 takes the whack to the head and he crawls up, scrambles to get to uh, one of the agent's sides to try to peel that stone hand off of uh, Agent Clover. And uh, it's going to be the sailor's turn. So he's just going to be bleeding from the back of the head. Yes. With help from Agent 9, Agent Clover is still stuck in a stone hand. <laughs> With a spectral, cold, skeletal hand strangling her around the throat. Oh, that that's the other two. Uh, but what oh, she is going to do... which one's Clover? Uh, Clover's, Clover's the main one. The red oh, one. Oh, Kathy? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Kathy uh, Lou. Yeah, and so what she's going to do... Kathy Ulu. ...is she is going to scream, and sonic waves are going to come out of her hair pieces. Uh, and we are going to... Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, from the, it's from the original anime. <laughs> so she screams, but the sound comes from her hair. Everybody make a DC 13 constitution saving throw. D20, I'm assuming. Yep. Do we get any... Well, wait, I think I do. No, wait, that's against poison. I saved. Or top left? I saved. Okay. Saving throws are top left. Mm -hmm. uh, you say that, but I just... Okay, there we go. The entire so audience says that we're not allowed to kill a nine, but this is an evil game. So wait, which type of saving throw was this? Constitution. Con. Okay, so I only get a plus two against that, I guess. 
So that was 11 plus 2, so 13. Is 13 good enough, or I had to get above? 13 was the DC. You gotta get above. Uh, so uh, you're gonna take uh, 9 thunder damage, and Agent 9 is gonna take 9 thunder damage and pass out unconscious. So I am just... The armor plating I'd managed to put over my weakened form is just cracked because I am at one HP now. Oof. And I'm just clinging to the cane for actual support. My mechanical strength damaged. Yes. Um, nine is unconscious, audience. Nine is unconscious. He's not dead. It's like, you know, throw a phoenix down at him or take him to a Pokemon center. He'll be okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Dame, you took four thunder damage from that, right? Yep. Okay, cool. And Seth was out of range. Uh, the next one, uh, Sailor Ginger says, I'll use my ultimate ability. And uh, she takes out a sword. It's like, sword! And she goes to slash Dame. Uh, a synthetic 20 slashes Dame for seven fire damage. It's a fire sword. Um, sure. A fire sword, a flaming fire. Yep. Pure riot if nine dies. Okay. Oh man. Okay. Um, and uh, Sailor Saffron is going to shoot bubbles again. She's gonna shoot bubbles at Seth because Seth was doing magic. Uh, thirteen to hit Seth. Um, my AC is thirteen. Okay, it's gonna hit. Uh, you're gonna take five force damage, and you get knocked back into the hallway. You take five force damage, and then J.J. Abrams is there, and he's like, "I'm gonna make a movie about this." Mm-hmm. Seth, you get knocked into the hallway, and in the hallway, you notice that the elevator is is lighting up as though someone's about to get off. Uh, of the elevator. Uh, it dings when they're finished. Dame, it is your turn. Um, so, uh, Ginger, Clover, and Saffron. Uh, Saffron. Saffron, um, Saffron makes food yellow, so that's why that's the yellow one. Who, who is most likely close to death? Uh, Ginger is definitely the most injured. Uh, okay, so uh, Dame Stardust looks and goes, Didn't you want to date her? You sure you want me to do this? Uh, well, Ginger's the green one. Oh. He's like, yes, I want to date her. That's why I wrapped her in a stone hand so she cannot escape my love. That makes perfect sense, and uh, Dame Stardust is going to try to kill Clover. Okay, cool. Clover's With... the one he wants to date. Yep. Okay. I'm going to do a rec- uh, I'm in a rage. I get plus two damage still, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> okay. Plus two, and then I, I'm also going to reckless attack to make sure I actually hit. Sure. Uh, she's already tied up, so that it's already advantage, because she's restrained oh, by the okay. hand. Sweet. Yeah. So 16... Uh, 19... 19 Machiavelli, hits. Machiavelli, no, you don't want Clover. You want nine. You need nine. <laughs> uh, I got uh, 19 to hit. Definitely hits. Cool. All right. And I'm going to roll my other attack as well. Yep. Because I'm going to hit her with both. Uh, mm -hmm. That's another 19 to hit. Uh, hits. Okay. And that's 10 for the first attack with Snuggles. Cool. And that is uh, eight with the second attack with smooches. She is almost dead. And uh, and Dame Stardust goes, this is for the Perito. They're in a sure. rage. They're, they're not making sense. Sure. 
uh, as a legendary action, uh, on the, at the end of your turn, Machiavelli reaches a hand out, and he summons a mage hand, and spectrally it, he, he goes over to Agent Clover, and he just kind of lets it, like, hover right here. And that was it. Well, um, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, if that was your uh, intention, that works. <laughs> yeah, no, he's gross. Uh, Seth, your turn. Uh, alright, so... Uh, who shot the bubbles at me? Uh, the yellow one, Agent Saffron. So Seth is gonna say, the world, though. But yeah. when he sees nothing happens, <laughs> then he takes his action. Yeah. Agent Sailor Saffron. Kill the clover. Kill the clover. So Kill the ship the can sail. Kill the clover. Okay. Um, it's a bit weird. Why not cast uh, create water? Okay. Target is her lungs. In her lungs. Wait, who? Which character's lungs? Uh, the one who shot bubbles at me. Dark. You're gonna you're gonna kill her with irony. Dark. I guess I had um. <laughs> I guess I have to. Wait, no! Oh my god, yes! I built a way out of this! Okay! <laughs> oh wait, I remembered. I'm cheating. No, 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 no. I, I was gonna save this for something else, but I can totally use her reaction to break out a mirror, which is another reference to the anime that I'm ripping off right now. Which I'm not. Which I'm not doing. She breaks out a mirror and absorbs your create water spell in the mirror. And then bounces it back at you. He's a, he's a plant. Yeah. It feels so good. Yeah, he's just like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, so you you create water inside your own lungs, and you're going to heal for nine points of damage. <laughs> you proud of yourself? Did that work out? Is is that what you intended? <laughs> uh, as, a, as a second legendary action at the end of your turn, uh, Machiavelli is going to Misty Step, and he's going to Misty Step next to Sailor Clover, and he's just going to hold her hand and just look at her and see if that's cool. <laughs> He's using legendary actions for these. I'm so, un- <laughs> so uncomfortable. Oh my god. <laughs> I want a lightning strike this kid. <laughs> I, I already help. tried to take him out, remember? Titan. I want to kill him so oh, bad. Oh yeah, Seth, sorry, Seth, at the end of your turn, um, at the end of your turn, the elevator has opened again, and you can hear someone walking towards the room. You had to re-enter the room to cast, uh, create water, but you hear someone is, is someone is, uh, merely feet away, and it is Titan's turn. So, well, I doubt I'll survive this fight, but I, how close am I to who? You, in this room, everyone is very near, so you could really be in front of whomever you like. So I will flourish out the blade of my cane sword. Yep. And shamble my sparking exposed wires and the chest piece just having completely cracked open showing the cracked just diseased magic crystal that powers my heart and fake soul mm-hmm. and i shamble over to hmm, who's the one i've done the most damage to again uh, the green one sailor ginger sailor ginger yep sailor Not the one we're trying to kill already sailor in the saffron sa- stone hand Sailor Turmeric. The one in the the stop. <laughs> um, the one I just can't I can't focus. I want to sing. Um, the one in the stone hand is the red one, Sailor Clover. So I will go after the green one, who I've already damaged the most, Ginger. Mm-hmm. And I will stab for piercing damage with the attack bonus of the sword. Yep. And with let's ad- see with advantage. So roll twice. And if it hits. 
I will be able to do this. So let's see if it hits. Ooh, you see how he said this as a way to play the pronoun game and keep the whole audience interested? So that's the first roll, which sucked. Okay, an 18, luckily, thank oh, God. Oh yeah, you hit her. With bonuses and whatnot, so to stab, and I will channel divinity using my, like, exposed, framed of the other arm to touch the unholy goat skull symbol of Chemosh to channel his influence. And when I hit a creature with a melee attack, I can deal extra necrotic damage to the target, oh and the God. damage equals 5 plus my cleric level. Or twice my cleric level, so 5 plus 10, so 15 necrotic damage goes with what will be a 1d8 piercing damage. Oh my god. This is incredible. A just broken, dragging creature just comes up, or just robot, and stabs you. And let's see, 1d8 plus 1 piercing damage. So 7 plus 1, so 8. Piercing damage plus 15 necrotic damage. Oh my god! <laughs> Good yeah. lord! You absolutely hit screams as souls of the damned erupt out of the, the pierce wound you've put into this uh, this sailor scout, the sailor agent. Um, and uh, yeah, she is at 1 HP, which is very dramatic. Uh, and the... my voice box is just damaged, so all that's coming out is a steady, like, static-filled, distorted, die, 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 Ooh, die. fun. Uh, Chad. Yes. What do you want Chad, what do you want Chad to do, Manny? Well, uh, let's have him hit the other scout closest by. Wait, Just pause. take a wild swing. Pause. The ginger has one HP left. And you want him to attack the other person. No, the other person has one HP left. Which the one, one has... The, the red one, Agent Clover, okay. yeah, trapped yeah. in the urban Agent, hand. Agent Clover has one HP left, and you want him to attack someone else entirely? This is not good RPG gaming. Well, I'm thinking somebody else can finish her, but we have, we've only been focusing on one sailor, and I'm pretty sure there's like two other sailors. Yes, there are three, because I'm ripping off multiple things. Totally and I'm spies. thinking we've barely done any damage to the other two. Yeah, Ginger's been smacked around. The one who hasn't been damaged is Saffron. Yeah, you didn't care much about Saffron. Saffron's just hanging out. So, so yeah, while I focus on killing, I'll just have chat Zad focus on the, you know, still fresh enemy while we're beat to hell from attacking a grocery store. I'm out of magic slots. Like what, 20 minutes ago? Uh, I think seven now. So I'm just going to try to see... If I can spread out the damage, you know, being I'm magic exhausted. Sure. And who knows how many more times I can do channel divinity. Uh, one more time. One more time. Oh, yeah, just, uh, Kevin, to answer your question, you've been in, or I'm supposed to answer the implied question there. You've been in combat for 18 seconds. Good lord. Yeah. And a strong breeze could kill me right now, so... I'm just going to try to see if I can do as much damage as I can. Chad's like, hey, bro, like, this one's almost dead. You sure you don't want me to just, like, knock her out? I mean, I could do that. You know? like, it'd be All really right, simple. fine. He attacks the already weakened one. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, roll to hit Chad. Oh, I rolled to hit Chad. Yeah, you yeah, rolled you to hit roll. Chad. I just voice Chad, and he commands Chad. This is a community character. <laughs> He's like a drone I just sort of pre-program and forget about. Well, guys, here's what happens. Okay. Notice the tonal shift in my voice. Oh, dramatic. 
here's what happens. Uh, Chad goes up to the... Uh, I guess he gets advantage. Yep, doesn't matter. Uh, he hits. And he goes up to Sailor Clover and grabs her skull on either side and just... I don't know. It's it's very squishy. How dramatic do you want to go with this, J. Mark? Give me a 1 through 10. Uh, 8. 8? Uh, he rips the head right off. Uh, and he just and he just holds it above his head. And, uh... <laughs> and, uh... Right as he does this, Machiavelli sees this and he goes, No! And Agent Nine gets up and starts waking up at the carnage. Ugh, what's going on? And entering the room is the person who was coming off of the elevator. It is a, a young girl, maybe 15, 16 years old. Uh, she has oven mitts on and is holding a casserole. And you can hear her talking. Robert, what happened to your door? Uh, Mom sent me here. She said she made this lasagna for you. And I'm supposed to give it to you. And she stops in the doorway and takes in the scene. Please um, describe the scene in, in depth, yes. what she takes in. The most immediate, immediate. Probably a corpse, a headless corpse with a robot having just stabbed it in the chest and a zombie <laughs> still holding its severed head as blood pumps out. The most immediate thing she sees is uh, Seth's pantsless butt. <laughs> uh, which is standing right in front of her in the doorway. Just jolly green booty. As she looks over Seth's shoulder, she can see her brother, Robert, on his knees, uh, wearing a fedora and shouting up to the sky, uh, in the middle of what must be some kind of elaborate cosplay improv sketch. Um, there, are, there are three girls in matching color-coordinated uh, Japanese schoolgirl uniforms. Uh, one of them... Uh, one of them clearly a mannequin with a with, whose head has been removed and realistic <laughs> blood special effects are coming out while uh, while uh, a, a man who looks like an FBI agent in a dark suit has begun to uh, to uh, he, he's in like the dramatic like laying down reaching up for God pose mm -hmm. and the other two uh, the other two <laughs> sailor agents are just look horrified at this scene before them. Also, uh, there seems to be a, um, holding, holding the head of this mannequin is, uh, just the chattiest Chad who, who, with, uh, Guts with spilling an, out, yeah, with an open everywhere. stomach Half wound, a face. Um, as well as, uh, a short kid in a cat costume wielding Halloween battle axes. Oh, and, and coughing up a hairball. And of course, uh, what looks like, uh, Robert has spent an enormous amount of his allowance to buy some kind of robot skeleton statue. <laughs> Just uh, that, sparking wires exposed. That must be from the wire one of frame his, of an arm. Must be from one of his cartoons that he loves so much. <laughs> and the sister, uh, the sister takes the casserole and walks quietly into the room as no one speaks or moves. And she sets the lasagna down. She she puts one of her oven mitts down on the counter and puts the lasagna on top of it so it won't hurt the counter. And she leaves the other one, and she just looks at the scene and just quietly says, you can just give the give the tin back to mom when you're done. I'm, and, and she leaves. <laughs> um, Big Bob, Robert, 
Large Machiavelli, Bobbert. Large Bobbert. Machiavelli the Space Wizard, at hearing his true name, because uh, that's not his name, his name is Machiavelli the Space Wizard, his concentration shatters, and you can feel the psychic leashes around the three of you dissolve. You are no longer bound by his will. With all the damage, though, my my head still snaps facing him, like, probably, let's assume, he's behind me, so it snaps to a 180 degree, looking behind me to stare at him, <laughs> while my body is still face forward, stabbed into a corpse. Dame Stardust Montefort, uh, being a very ripped kitty, uh, picks up Agent 9 and Machiavelli, and jumps out the window, and goes, We're gonna go find more sushi Ritos! Uh, okay, uh, you are a tabaxi, so I believe you can survive the fall damage, right? Yep, absolutely. Like some nimbleness thing? You totally do that. You take Agent 9 and jump out the window with him. Awesome. Yeah, and, and Machiavelli. I take them both. One in each arm. Totally fine. You jump out the window with both of them. Uh, the other, the other, uh, sailor agents, they are gonna roll to, uh, to pin down Chad. They succeed. Chad is arrested for murder. <laughs> Eh, I only had, like, another 24 hours to control him. <laughs> um, Seth and Titan, what do you guys do seeing this scene? Being released and knowing I am heavily damaged, my body just backs up and then my body turns while my head stays stationary and I go for the door to leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just leave. Seth, what do you do? I leave via the window using spider climb. Okay, ahead of you, you can see, um... You can see Dame Montefort with Machiavelli under one arm and Agent Nine under the other. Uh, Titan, and yell get... yelling at the top of her lungs, Sushi Rito! I'm never leaving this magical land! Titan, back in the elevator. Uh, you are in the elevator with Robert's sister. Uh, she, doesn't, she doesn't say anything to you and just looks at you kind of wide-eyed. <laughs> my head is like slowly tilting and then like snaps back up into place sparks going off of random exposed bits she says my cloak like, torn to tatters are you like remote control are you a, are you a guy in a costume i reach out a hand but no vampiric touch or anything comes out so i just sigh and heavily distorted like electronics and then just leave when the doors open <laughs> She feels inspired. Having already turned my sword back into a cane and using it heavily. Um, whatever you were trying to do succeeds. Uh, Dame, I think it goes to Dame Montefort. You have Machiavelli and Agent Nine under your shoulders. Agent Nine still in his weakened state. Machiavelli in a daze that his persona has been destroyed so thoroughly. Oh, and, uh, and the girl he loves is dead. Uh, we find a sushi Rito shop. And I kick the door down, and Remember, I... Remember, you're in New... Oh, wait, is it Los Angeles, Japan? I thought it was New York, Japan. You're in Los Angeles, Japan. Oh, so that's very easy for you to find. Dave Montefort, you succeed. I find a sushi Rito shop, and I go, All right, if I'm gonna be staying in this here world, you're gonna get me a sushi Rito, and you're gonna get me a sushi Rito, and then... I haven't thought that far. And, like... Shoves him into the store because Dame Stardust does not have money. Yeah, no. Machiavelli takes out a um, takes out a, an ID, a school ID, and says, uh, "Can you just put this on the meal plan? We're gonna get three sushi ritos." Uh, four. A and uh, Dame Stardust goes, four, I'm gonna have two. He's like uh, four, and you guys sit and have 
uh, sushi Ritos. Seth arrives uh, moments later, um, and then after him, Titan. And you all sit around in the sushi shop and have sushi Ritos uh, for about uh, about four or five minutes, and then the police arrive. <laughs> oh yeah, Be- because of course they would. Right, that's a thing. And Agent Nine uh, looks up at them and he flashes a badge and says, "Hold on, I'm an agent of Sparkle. Uh, these men are under my these these men and this cat are under my protection." Uh, and while they're sitting there, uh, you guys have a nice lunch. The police have been shooed off, and Machiavelli looks at Agent Nine. He's like, "Wow, you have that kind of you have that kind of power." And Agent Nine's like, "Yeah, every agent of Sparkle has that." Uh, and they uh, they get to talking. They have similar interests in uh, in in the paranormal world that surrounds Los Angeles, Japan. Uh, and they talk for a long time about while they're how- talking. Titan is just outside ripping off pieces of random cars, <laughs> attaching them to his arm and body, using mend to try and heal his armor. And it works. <laughs> and after a while, they, they, they get to talk and they have to realize and they have so much in common. Aww. And um, and Machiavelli decides to turn himself in for his, his abuses of magical energy. And Machiavelli gets the arrest and it gives him a big promotion. And while he is in the uh, the containment cells inside uh, the Agents of Sparkle laboratories. He is uh, yeah, Agent Nine visits him every day with a sushi rito, and though their love can never be, it does develop slowly and and naturally and in a beautiful way that uh, I simply don't have time to describe here. Um, the three of you, uh, free of your psychic shackles. Uh, are offered a position with the agents of Sparkle on the uh, or you're offered a way back home using their their combination of arcane sciences they are willing to create a portal for each of you to send you back to your original planes of existence Dame Stardust Montefort goes I want you to listen here sugar now where I come from I am a dame I am a member of a royal family I have riches I have butlers and servants and maids and anyone who can just clean up after my after I shit in my dirt box. Nice. But I cool. ain't never seen something like this here sushi rito. So I think I'm gonna give all that up and I'm gonna stay here. And I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna have all the sushi ritos I want. And so long as I have those, I probably won't kill as many people as I normally do. Okay. Uh, you are allowed to stay. Titan, Seth? So how long has it been since, well, the cops came that they offer us this? Like, has it been any sort of time where I could say I've regenerated health and magic? A hundred percent. It's been a full day. So... Uh Uh-uh. I won't give a specific way, but basically, they put him, I'm guessing they put him in a cell before they asked. Oh, no, you guys, uh, Chad clearly committed the murder. You guys were just, uh, weird cosplayers that were, that happened to be involved. So you, since are, they... you are home free, and you are not accused of any crimes. So, I just walk out of the station after they ask, So, would you like to join us or return home? And then I just... My body turns around, my head staying stationary, then the head turns around, and I just leave <laughs> out into this new world. And I go, and you just see him walking towards the nearest cemetery, and in his mind, sort of like a narration, is just, Death to the flesh. Death to the flesh, their souls shall scream. 
Like a robotic and, Rojak. Yeah, and uh, Agent 9 is like, let him go. He's gonna do beautiful things. <laughs> uh, Seth, Being finally free of any sort of shackles holding him down. Uh, Seth, what do you do? Uh, Seth looks around at the, the world that he has been brought to. He looks at the steel and the glass and the concrete and finds himself so much more disgusted and incensed by this plane than the place he came from. He goes to the closest uh, park. I'm sure it's a small little pathetic thing and sets up camp there and begins to cause growths and to try and and uh bring bring the world back to green he becomes captain planet a series of activists start following you like a cult after several several months of this realizing that you have the power to end global warming if you choose a benevolent path or at least that's what they believe that's what they believe <laughs> oh oh poor them um i'm sure yeah, a few of them turn them into trees don Cheadle style <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm and guessing then, if we're describing Kevin seven months later, can it just be by then I've traveled like to a war zone somehow? And it's just like rumors from the Middle East, corpses rising. <laughs> <laughs> the, if, we're, if we're fast forwarding seven months in the future, it's like, and now we hear we are here with the CEO of her sushi Rito empire, Dame Stardust Montefort. <laughs> Love it. I, I take you now to our epilogue scene. Okay. Agents Ginger and Saffron have left the force. As you would after seeing your friend brutally murdered and beheaded. Yes, they are the only ones who know the truth about what Dame Stardust Montefort and and Titan and uh, Seth were involved in in that final battle. Agent Nine taking Machiavelli's side suddenly is keeping it all under wraps. Only they know the truth. And at Agent Clover's funeral... While holding hands in the rain, they decide vengeance shall be theirs. And then I guess they get married, because that's what the, the chat wants. They're also they're, <laughs> they're also, also gonna married. Oh yeah, and yeah. Chad got arrested, and it's probably been way past twenty-four hours later, so yeah, there's the just rotting a zombie is not in, under my control no more. No, he's not a corpse anymore. He's no longer under my control. He's still a zombie. He's so just... everyone uh that is what I had for you today. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for coming to our live show. Hey, everyone. J. Mark again, broadcasting to you right now. Kinda. No. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to that live show episode, Transdimensional Love, our first ever live show during the pandemic. I hope you really loved it. I hope you enjoyed rooting for Machia 9 and Chad the Zombie. And, you know, normally our live shows are one-shot standalones, but I'd love to see some of those characters make a return. I think it could be really interesting and really neat. So who knows? Maybe we'll build a live show universe or something like that. Anyway, as promised, we are going to try to get right back on schedule. So the next episode will be up on December 19th. That is episode 44. So should be a good time. Thank you all so much for your support. And remember, the Overseers are always watching.